You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And hello, America. Welcome to another edition of Greg's List Live, your home for serious journalism, only on AmericasWebRadio.com. Got an outstanding show, as always. You never hear a radio host say, this show sucks, but this show should be really uh, enthralling. We're going to be recapping uh, a, a weekend of... Uh, Frivolity and festivities in Chicago, where uh, uh, I guess the young Republicans decided to open up a new front in the war against the left by having their uh, their convention there, and uh, they elected a new slate of candidates. And um, from the pictures and social media, it looked like it was a pretty good time. Our, our contingency from uh, our contingents from Georgia sent uh, 22 to 25 folks there. One of them, the new chairman of the Buckhead Young Republicans, not really new, he's been there six or seven months, but uh, the latest chairman, the one who took over for me, Keith Hanks, has joined us in the studio today. And uh, Keith, we'll talk a little bit more about the Young Republican thing. But anyway, how, how are you doing today? Welcome to Greg's List. Uh, we're on our lunch break today right now, so a little bit a little bit late lunch, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Excited to be on Greg's List Live, first time uh, on radio like this. Yeah, well, it, it, can you do the old-fashioned long-time listener, first-time in-studio guest? I think, because you, you listened before. I've seen you chime in a few times, and I know you can't listen to me all the time since you're quite the, the world traveler, so to speak, but uh, you're one of the loyal listeners, I'd say. I've listened quite a few times. It's great content. It's, it's really interesting to see this side and to see, you know, normally we're used to interacting in face-to-face or on social media uh-huh. and bringing this into a totally different communication form on the radio and then, you know, is just fantastic. Yeah. It's a whole new angle. Yeah, well, this forum for me has been uh, especially beneficial. David uh, gave us gave me the chance a few years ago. It's, it's almost been four years now. I can't believe that, but uh, it has helped me tremendously uh, meeting people from across the country. I've had the chance. I had Chris Peronto, one of the Benghazi heroes, on a couple weeks ago. Um, we've had Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Um, just a, a, a t- we had almost every Senate candidate from Georgia last year in that heated battle. And this year with um, you know the flux of uh, presidential candidates, I'm optimistic that with Georgia now kind of on the map, or definitely on the map, we're the eighth largest state by population, and since we are almost to the point where we can go ahead and say we're doing this SEC primary thing, we're basically SEC primary would be where a bunch of southern states, southeastern states, have their presidential primary all on the same day. And what this gives us is additional power, additional influence in nominating. Because most of the times uh, when the presidential primary gets to Georgia, it's already been decided. Um, I remember the last cycle, uh, Romney finished third here, Rick Santorum finished second, and Newt Gingrich won the state. Obviously, Newt had been a, a very successful congressman from here and still had a big network of people. So it was almost like they didn't even care about campaigning in Georgia. They kind of gave it to Newt. And then I saw Romney and Santorum were the only people that ran any ads at all. And it was a very, very weak ad buy, so to speak. So I'm expecting this one to just be a, a really exciting time in Georgia. we got Red State coming up this month, and I think the uh, – or actually later this week. And I think the young Republicans are well positioned in the state of Georgia to really take an active role in some of these campaigns. Absolutely. Um, this has been, I'd say, a great transitional period for the for the young Republicans. We've had a lot more folks um, getting involved at the county level, at the state level, 
and you're starting to see definitely a, a momentum shift, as, especially as the millennials have aged a little bit more. Um, they tend to be a very let's say matured matured. They're a very outspoken generation, and you know they're they're both eager to roll up their sleeves. They're looking to be mentored, but then they're also you know the kind of the downside to that is they're not going to sit on the sidelines and kind of wait their their turn necessarily. You know when they get to a place where they're able to help out, they want to help out um, as soon as they can. So one of the things that we're seeing you know with YRs is it's it's always a rebuilding type of thing and. The metro Atlanta area is a, a great example of that. We've got in Georgia, uh, myself included, you know, moved down here from Massachusetts eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, chairman of the Buckhead YRs. Uh, Buckheads, for those that aren't local, is you know kind of an, uh, a hip, fun, a um, little bit of an upscale community in it in Atlanta. And one of the things that we see is a lot of times um, folks initially moving to Georgia, they start off in Buckhead. So we'll call that the sometimes the Ellis Island of Georgia. <laughs> so with that comes a couple of challenges. Um, Bring us your huddled masses. <laughs> yes. Um, so with that comes a couple challenges for both uh, YRs in the state of Georgia and for the Georgia GOP and any other state with a similar setup. I would think uh, Texas and Colorado and Florida in particular would have this challenge where you're having new folks coming into your coming into the state, or they're recently out of college. They need to transition either out of the CRs, college Republicans, and they need to find that sort of that first home. Um, with the with the hopes that eventually the messages um, and the identity of the Republican message is going to translate into them doing more active roles within young Republicans, moving into mm-hmm. that county party, volunteering in these different areas, and really starting to build up that bench. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've noticed the county parties have also, after um, Obama won re-election and the youth vote just skewed really hard toward, I mean, 70% of people under 40, I think, voted for Obama. Nobody in this room. (laughs) And I'm I'm no longer under 40, so you can throw me out of that metric. But we we actually had a a position of strength at that point to tell the county parties and and some and there's several young republicans that are actually state party officers now to say look we need to not only be waving signs outside at, 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 at intersections we need to sit at the table and help you guys craft a message that is going to resonate with everybody not just people over 65 and that's that's the heart of the challenge so you know, if you, if you think about it, the the senior I'm going to say this the senior audience, um, which are now increasingly becoming baby boomers, um, their opinion is occupied well inside the party. There's plenty of organizations that will represent their opinion, but in terms of having that seat at the table around policy and around things to focus on, the the young Republicans they're not they're not quite there yet. Um, we're doing a, I feel like we're doing a great job in Georgia nationally. It's absent, um, and I'll, I'll give you a couple examples. Um, Social Security. Well, let's talk about something good that we're doing in Georgia first. Let, let's, let, we always want to start positive. So, so, so in Georgia, um, I think he's going to be on in a little bit. Uh, Rob Lee has assembled a fantastic team inside of the the Georgia Young Republicans, mm-hmm. and he's he's taken this very robust strategy. Uh, to Georgia, where traditionally Georgia has been seen as, I think it's the same way at the GA, GOP level, as you're either inside of Atlanta or you're outside of Atlanta. And the approach that Rob's taken is to actually unify 
everyone in the state from you know from different counties, different areas, different age ranges, different backgrounds, and different types of Republicans. So the team that he's established, they they share common views at its core, mm-hmm. but then they differ in all these different areas, and it's something that really can be replicated um, quite well. And then he's also focusing on a broader relationship with the state party as well in making those bridges and making those mm-hmm. inroads. It really is the recipe for other state YR chairman. Okay, what, and so let's go to what are we nationally doing bad. And, and Keith, as, as I preface the show, uh, was in attendance at the Young Republican Convention where they elected a completely new slate of officers. Um, I'm not sure if there was actually anybody from the old regime that, that moved up. It seemed like it was completely new. And uh, they've got a challenge on their hands because it's, um, unfortunately, from my perception of it, it looked like the demographics of this Young Republican thing was over 35. What, what do you think the median age of this thing was? So I, I've been joking. I, the I know you call the, it the thirty-eight and over club or something. No, and I take a little offense to that being forty the, now. That's Joe Pettit. Uh, oh. The term that I <laughs> want to coin is "why our truther." Why our truther? And okay. a why our truther? Think back to every summer we've got the Little League World Series, and there's always that team of twelve-year-olds where there's a couple kids six foot tall, oh, two hundred pounds, like the Chinese national team. Yeah, they, yeah. The you know we don't want to get into the they've birth got like six foot five. You know, uh, uh, fifth graders. Exactly. <laughs> we don't want to get into the birth certificate topic too much, but there were legitimately a couple YRs in that room that looked like they were closer to being an AARP member than they were being a YR. Okay. So, that, but that's just the physics. I mean, you're a data guy. So, what, I mean, if you could break down the media, basically the, the young Republicans can be anyone from 18 to 41 years old. You age out the year that you turn 41 technically. And that may not seem like young to some people, like 40 may not seem young. But if you ever go to a state GOP convention, it's young. And that's the dilemma is the young Republicans certainly have a a wide age swath. But unfortunately, I think we skew mid to late 30s. Um, I know in in some of the clubs here, uh, unfortunately, ours is skewed a little bit older, the Buckhead Young Republicans. And that's one that is a challenge for us to rebuild the farm team, restock, so to speak. And it doesn't sound like maybe this quite happened uh, in Chicago. It really didn't. The best way I would describe it is it was a breakdown between Gen X versus Millennials. Um, where now, Millennials are people born after Ronald Reagan, and Gen X is people under 40 that were born before Ronald Reagan. Is that, is that how you delineate Yeah, so it? figure 65 to 1979 birthdays are okay, for Gen, for Gen X. X, and then okay. 1980 forward is going to be <laughs> Millennials. Um, but but with that, you know the the comparison I would give in, in some regards is you know think of think of a high school sports team. Um, you've got folks that are you know that are juniors in high school still playing on you know junior varsity. Okay. In some ways, you know when they become a senior, they can't play on that JV team anymore. Right. Um, what we didn't necessarily see in Chicago was we had a lot of people that were younger, mm-hmm. very talented. Um, really spoke with conviction and had the right, uh, just the right vision. And the bench didn't get stocked with any of those folks. Okay. And um, there was kind of a warning call message in, in one of the speeches that said, you know, there's a realistic chance that only 25% of this room would want to come back. 
um, to, to be. Now, is that is that just you making that up, or no? That was actually that was in one of the that was in one of the speeches. Oh, that was in a speech. Okay. That was in one of the speeches where if if the national level YRs get this wrong, mm-hmm. the next convention they're going to have to reseat three quarters of that room because the experience of the delegates. Yeah. The that enthusiasm was, say, for the program. Was, I, I was so happy that I wasn't there watching it on Twitter because obviously we had uh, our friend Megan Hanson running for national chair, and not, we not everybody could go. I've got you know my regular job has kept me quite busy, but I was watching on Twitter, and uh, it was interesting, and, and it really shows you where Twitter can be used because I have a lot of friends that ask me what the what is the point of Twitter, and it really is for for breaking live news. Uh, reporters do watch it, and it's kind of cool to be able to get a, a, an opinion and a, a different swath of folks out there because there was certainly there's a guy from Chicago that was tweeting some updates as well that was doing a good job. But anyway, we're going to take our uh, first break here, I guess, right, David? We've got to take our 215 break. We're here with Keith Hanks. We'll have Rob Lee from YR Nation calling in around 2.30. We've talked about his plan or uh, some of the things he's been doing and to have both of them in here to kind of recap what happened in Chicago and uh, what the outlook is for uh, young Republicans nationally and in the state of Georgia, I think is going to be a fascinating topic. See you in a couple minutes on Gregsist. From Doug Dahlgren, an action series that grabs you and won't let go. Four members of Congress all die within months. Each death appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary war heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search uncovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun, Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, in Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. My name is Dr. Jeff Terry from Mobile, Alabama. I love taking care of my patients and not computers. That is why I need your help. On October 1st, the government will mandate that I implement the new ICD-10 coding system, and if not able to do so, then I will be put out of business and my patients will have to find a new physician. Please call and write your congressmen and senators today and tell them no to ICD-10. Tell them physicians need a grace period in order to concentrate on you, the patient, and not the computer. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism, only on America's WebRadio.com. We're recapping the uh, Young Republican National Convention, which was in Chicago this past week. We've got Keith Hanks, the chairman of Buckhead Young Republicans. We also have uh, Rob Lee, who's with YR Nation. And I'm guessing Rob will probably kind of keep that going. I thought it was kind of a cool brand. So um, anyway, the uh, our, our YR team from Georgia came up a little bit short uh, this past weekend. They were um, uh, obviously ran a, a very tough campaign for nine months. We sent the biggest contingent I've ever seen in, in my long history uh, or 
age-wise of 40 years. But, uh, Keith, I did want to mention this to you. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but uh, did you know that Kim Jong-un is actually getting a Nobel... He's not getting a Nobel Prize, but he's getting a Peace Prize awarded to him from the same group. It's an Indonesian company, and they actually uh, awarded Mahatma Gandhi uh, the sa- a same Peace Prize years ago. Can you believe that? I know you love Kim Jong. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're being truthful or if this is in the onion <laughs> no it, well it should it should be in the onion but uh no washington post clarifies this it occurred to me that if you're that giving the north korean leader a peace prize is the same thing as giving planned parenthood an award for quality prenatal care okay oh boy <laughs> <laughs> i mean seriously they you, you're giving kim jong-un who Basically kills his uncles and cousins if they if they disagree with him at uh, barbecues and stuff. Hey, he actually barbecues them, or I think he fed some to wild dogs. He's exactly and every now and then they they threaten South Korea with turning Seoul into a a uh, burning ring of fire, like with a little ode to Johnny Cash there. So so this guy gets the peace prize from Indonesia. It's huh. it's just incredible. That that is the least credible award I have ever heard of. But uh, let's leave Indonesia and North Korea. Everybody else is trying to. And, and, and circle. Like this, Greg. Uh, you got to admit he'll be in great company with Obama. <laughs> well, I was about to say I think didn't they revoke Obama's? But uh, this one is soon to be revoked as well. The good news for Kim Jong is he did bowl three perfect games yesterday and messed around and got a triple double on the basketball court. Or. So state paper they, says they lowered the basketball goal down to two feet three inches, or <laughs> yeah, for for Fat Elvis for for <laughs> Korean Elvis to be able to do it. But uh, all right, well let's let's leave Fat Elvis alone right now. We we wouldn't want him bombing the uh, the South Koreans because he was listening into our show here or hacking America's Web Radio dot com. How bad would that be? Hey, I'm all for audience, you know. <laughs> I don't know if America's Web Radio would, would play really well in North Korea. My my North Korean is, is not that good. I've only been to Pyongyang, um, never. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to Chicago. Keith, you were talking about a couple of... Um, these seem more like itinerary things that maybe you thought could have been improved. Keith Hanks, chairman of Buckhead Young Republicans, live with us in studio. Rob Lee from YR Nation be calling in about 2.30, going over the uh, the week's convention. This is your first time at one of these things, right? It is. Okay. So, no, no, no. At, at, it was our first yeah, time first, going to a first time, Yeah, first time going to a convention at the at the national level. Unfortunately, wasn't able to go to the one down in Mobile um, a couple of years back, but really excited for the opportunity to go to a convention like this. You learn you learn a lot and it's good to see how other states are run, um, interact with other folks, and you want to come back energized to bring things back to, to your state um, or, to, you know, in this case, as a club chairman, to bring things back to your club. Right. Um, you know, you get to see you know, just how some of the some organizations, there's always some tidbits that you can you can learn from them. Um, one of the things I will say about the convention is just it was really good in this aspect is they used um, they had a mobile app okay. for the for the convention and it was fantastic. Um, I attend a lot of conventions professionally for work, and I would say this uh, this actual app was one of the best tools I've seen for any convention. Um, the company I can't think of the name of the company that they worked with specialized in conventions and. What they were doing was they were they were able to send out real time messages 
kind of as reminders. So this session's about to start, or the buses are pulling up to the like hotel. You got there on Friday, right? Yeah. But there had been sessions going on since Wednesday of the week. Uh, actually, uh, we got into we got in Thursday, so there was okay. there were sessions you know throughout the week. Um, but what was great was you were able to have this content calendar of different events. You could essentially add them to your calendar. And you would get these reminder notifications when something was happening. So if there was, you know, an afternoon roundtable, you had a kind of a notification is going to be starting soon. Cool. Um, so it, in that regard, that was one of the one of the best things I've seen. Um, now, ironically, there was no signage in the hotel that there even was a convention. Um, well, it is Republicans in Chicago. So, so once you, you don't want the Taliban hitting you. Once you found the app, you were in in good shape. Okay, so you have the app. It's getting you updated to things. Now, you mentioned that the check-in process was a little arduous. And I got to, I mean, I'll listen to your your bit on that. I mean, I got to say, DeKalb County takes a long time to credential the state party. It just takes a long time to make sure you actually have the people voting. It's almost like you don't want to disenfranchise voters, but you also don't want to have voters that are ineligible. It's very similar to voter ID, in my opinion. So there's a little bit of a time investment. You said there was another bit of a holdup or something? Yeah, there's definitely definitely a couple disconnects there, and I I think it's more of a lesson for anyone that's running a convention of 500 to 1,000 people. Um, You know, it's, it's... Everyone wants to have the the smoothest credentialing process that they can. Um, we were actually the Georgia delegation was nervous leading all the way up into uh, the start of the convention. Our name tags for half of us Georgia was spelt wrong. Um, I think we were Geo Riga. Um, I'd like to say that line. You had one job, but to, they did have fifty jobs plus Puerto Rico. <laughs> so. So that, was Georgia the only person, uh, was the only state that was humiliated publicly like this? Publicly shamed? I don't know if, I don't know if it was... Hawaii's always hard for me to spell. I bet you they, they sent, like, zero. Was, was there even a Hawaiian delegation there? I don't think there was from Hawaii. The kind of the, the, the standout that no one came that was noticeable was Michigan kept coming up with zero delegates. Really? And it's, huh. it's, it's next door. Yeah. Um, What's their excuse? Pure Michigan? Huh. Um, so we had on the on the credentialing side, you know, it was, a, it was a two-step process. So, you know, Thursday arrived into town, walked over to the hotel, got um, the got essentially your name badge, name badge, welcome pack. That was great. Um, had to go back day two because we were you know, again just ultra paranoid on this on this check-in process. You want to be over prepared for these things, not under prepared. Um, then went through credentialing. At that point, now you're showing your ID. They're putting on a sticker with a signature. You're at that point, you should be good to go. So basically, they're signing in. You show your ID. You prove I'm Keith Hanks. Uh, I've got Nicole, my wife here. When we had 22 to 25 from Georgia, everybody gets the badge and everybody says, "Okay, your delegation strength is the full, is it full, right?" Exactly. So how, okay. Exactly. That's how it's supposed to work. Anyway. And and sort of you know sort of with that you know day th- you know the the actual day of the convention is where the breakdown was. Um, we were the first to be seated um, at ten a.m. Um, ever, all the all the different states were were brought in. You had to come in as a group, um, so you had to have some organization there, and they seated them one by one to make sure that they had enough chairs. Okay. Um, <laughs> Now, you know, some positive problems. They ran out of chairs, but, you know, still missing that. So in the pretty regist- well attended. Then. Well attended, but missing in the registration process somehow that they were going to need more chairs. Gotcha. Um, but what was interesting was, you know, 75 minutes in, we still hadn't started. The gavel hadn't 
been hit, and the Georgia delegation was basically marched out. Now, were y'all doing that straw poll thing at that time, or what was going uh, on? Straw, straw, it, why was Georgia was marched out? Georgia was marched out. Um, like we a, had a to bunch get of prisoners from Sherman's army. Uh, not quite. Okay. Um, but we were we were marched out through a, you know through a back door and kind of a holding chamber. Had to line up <laughs> against the wall. They had to re-credential the re-credentialing. Why I don't know. Rob might be able to comment. A little bit better. But at that point, we still had misspelled name tags, and we had gone through badges for the Georgia Republican YRs matter. That's a new hashtag. <laughs> okay, so you go through that. Did other people have to get um, recredentialed, or was it just y'all? I believe, and, and Rob would probably know better as a... as. Um, Okay. But um, I don't believe anyone else did. But there really? was a lot of okay. fireworks on the floor. Um, some states were... Were seated with their delegates. Others weren't. It was reminiscent of. Yeah, um, I saw Pennsylvania. I didn't understand what the hell happened on that, but some, in fact, the guy that was tweeting about that was um, a Chicago YR, Illinois YR, and he posted something and he said, "Okay, do you understand that?" And so, I, I mean, he apparently it was confusing to everybody. That was with Pennsylvania. Uh, also, heard Florida might have had some some delegate questions. I guess for me, it's kind of like. You know, if they're under 40 and they're a legit member of the YR club, um, you know, you should probably err on the side of seating everybody. But, uh, yeah, I, I know there are protocols, but... Well, that, that's just the thing is, you know, if you really have the best interests of the party in the future in mind, you want to get as many delegates from there throughout the country as you can. Um, that's nothing but growth. At the, at the same point in time, you want to do it efficient. You want it so, you know, people would want to go to multiple I mean, did some of these places bring, like, twice as much as they thought they would? Is the people, like, last minute, let's go to Chicago for the weekend? Or? I, don't, I don't, I just, I think, okay. I think probably at the core of it is a lot of the organizations, you've got, you know, heavily, heavily volunteered with lawyers. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of folks in the, you know, big scale event management space. You know that they're typically used to running a five hundred or a thousand person event where it becomes a little bit second nature. Um, you know, I'd say people are doing you know doing the best that they can, but there's just an efficiency factor. Gotcha. Well, you know, like I said, it is always a little chaotic uh, once these come in. Um, the straw poll, I was excited to see Governor Scott Walker win. Uh, I was surprised that not one presidential candidate stopped by this thing. Apparently, I saw some people joking that they, they pointed at a, a Trump building said, well, there's the only presidential candidate that managed to stop by. And Jeb P. Bush uh, was there uh, on a Friday session. But um, why can you speculate on why uh, nobody wanted to show up to 700 young Republicans across the, this country? That's, so that's, the, so that's, that's re- flabbergasting to me. That's a really weird point. Um, you know, figure you've got I think a voting strength of about 700 people in that room. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how many times do we see on the news that one of the 16 presidential candidates is in Iowa at a diner with 10 people, you know, giving the stump speech? Right. You had a, you know, you had a good captive room there. um, And, you know, over a multi-day conference, you would have thought someone would have made that commitment. Kind of one of the reasons I'm wondering why that's happening might lead to the greater issue that we're seeing at a national level. And I actually had to go back and search my emails today on this. I had no record of having a single communication coming from the convention itself leading up to the convention. So all the communications that you know our delegation and some of the other states had were coming purely just from... Just from, like, the, the Georgia people. Just from the Georgia folks. Um, and I think that's... 
I think that's a little bit damning. And did Led Zeppelin write a song called "Communication Breakdown" about that? Do you think they they <laughs> might have? And that's kind of the the bigger lesson is you know we're not drawing in the that seat at the table at the larger GOP level, and we're not pulling in the presidential candidates. Gotcha. All right, well, listen, let's go ahead and take our 2.30 break. Rob Lee should be calling in, and uh, it'll be good to have both of you guys here to kind of rehash your perspectives of it. Obviously, Rob was pretty embroiled in actually running the YR Nation campaign, so I'll be interested to see what his analysis of it is, Um, and I'm I'm happy he was able to call in because it was something that uh, I I frankly thought that Megan was going to come home the winner, so it was was surprising. Anyway, we'll be back in a couple of minutes on Greg's list. We have Rob Lee and Keith Hanks covering the Young Republican National Convention in Chicago. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction and medical director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And welcome back to Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism only on America's WebRadio.com. Got an interesting program today. We are uh, rehashing the uh, the events of the Young Republican National Convention that was in Chicago this past weekend. Keith Hanks, the chairman of the Buckhead Young Republicans, was a delegate there. And we also have Rob Lee, who was uh, the... Um, the lead on the uh, the campaign, the Wire Nation campaign that had Megan Hansen from Georgia as the chairman. Rob had also uh, com- uh, combined with Megan to put together a, a pretty national slate. I think they had up to 12 different people on it. But uh, anyway, Rob, I know you haven't, uh, uh, or you have, you, this isn't your first time calling in, but welcome back to Greg's List. How are you, man? 
Thanks, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I appreciate you uh, calling in today. I didn't know if it was one of those too soon's, but I uh, appreciate you. Well, it, you know, if you'd called me about three hours ago when I was still sleeping from uh, getting back, it might have been too soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was due to your, uh, you had a, a few malfunctions on the uh, flight back from what I was following the, the, the travails of, of, of Rob Lee on the way back. Uh, but anyway, Rob, uh, welcome back. And uh, again, it was, uh, you know, from watching from here, it, uh, it it was just unexpected, and it's great to get you to uh, kind of chime in about it. I, were you listening to me and Keith earlier? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I think Keith, uh, Keith actually kind of hit the nail on the head with a lot of things uh, about the convention and, and the way it was run. And, and the thing that I'll add to it is that, um, you know, I, I had a unique spot in the convention thing that of the... 700 people there, 600 people there. I was literally the only person in the room that could honestly say I lived in the state that the two candidates for chairman were chairman of at the time. So I lived in Illinois at the time Dennis Cook was chairman and uh, was was active in the YRs up there. And then, then obviously I've been a little active in the young Republicans here in Georgia while Megan was chairman and whatnot. Yeah, so, fair, a little, a little involvement. Yeah, you know, a little, a little bit here, a little bit there. <laughs> And uh, what's also funny is that after the convention this weekend, I think I can, I you know, I can also say that uh, that I now saw a an event, a national YR event hosted in Georgia when we had the board meeting here four years ago, and and uh, now the convention in Chicago. And I'm just I'm happy to be home in Georgia. Let me just say that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess you were the the campaign. Manager for Wire Nation is that the best way to describe your role? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of just uh, tried to be as much of a right hand man to Megan mm-hmm. as as much as I could be, while while at the same time uh, helping the transition. So she wasn't overburdened by the transition out of uh, GYR after her term ended and whatnot. So I, I don't know how much I managed. I probably advised quite a bit. Gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah, advising. I mean, being a national campaign, but one that wasn't one that um, (laughs) you really got um, paid if you won. That was kind of the, you know, the brave, uh, courageous part of what Megan was doing was, you know, a lot of work uh, for for nine months. And then it was something that basically she wanted to do because she felt like she could make a difference. So Yeah, absolutely. And and she absolutely would have. I mean, again, it's it's, – I wouldn't have put in so much work if I didn't if I didn't believe Megan was was a good demonstration of what we needed to do nationally to make this organization more relevant and more functional and and more important in the process of winning elections and supporting Republican governance. So. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, something me and Keith have been discussing too in Georgia. Um, we're, we're still perfecting it, but uh, you know, we've active, or we've actively made uh, aggressive attempts to go seek out the college Republicans and, and kind of show them that hey, this is certainly a, a next step in the evolution. But you should also join the county party, and the county parties have certainly opened up a lot more to younger people. Uh, the state party at this past convention, I. I did see a, a, a much younger crowd than uh, than it had been two years before when I ran for uh, second vice chair. So I do see some positive streaks here in Georgia. Also with the SEC primary coming up, we're going to have a, a kind of a, 
a microcosm of the presidential candidates come in here. I think 10 of them are supposedly supposed to be here for the uh, red state gathering this next week, and I'm hoping to mm-hmm. be able to uh, attend part of that. But, uh, you, you know, what I would suggest is to, you know, make Georgia's story a national one and continue your work with Why Our Nation. I think you built a good brand with it. So what, what are your plans for, for doing anything with that? Well, uh, that that obviously would uh, you know have to involve a discussion with Megan at some level. I think one of the things that uh, that we can do here, and, and Keith was was talking about earlier, is just kind of set the model for what a strong statewide functioning organization can be and can look like. Uh, Adam Adam Pipkin and Brad Hughes uh, actually attended the convention with us. Mm-hmm which I think actually did a lot to, to demonstrate for them what it is that we do here in Georgia uh, quite well. And, and I've constantly reminded Adam that we're here to be part of the team and we want them to be part of our team. And the same thing with, with Stephen at, uh, at the College Republicans, and the same thing with Brooks Fletcher at the Teenage Republicans. Right. We've, uh, you know, they've already reached out to, to us for advice and guidance on how to, how to move forward with their organization. I think if we continue to push in that fashion, uh, the Why Our Nation story continues because the people that Megan brought together all have a similar mindset. That we're here to work, we're here to do good things, and that uh, the title doesn't necessarily matter. It's the product that we try to sell. Yeah, and, and, and Megan, Megan's team, the one, I know you, you probably helped her with some of your connections, uh, getting some names out there, but her team... I guess the median age was probably a little, like several years younger than um, the folks that, that actually ended up winning. Is that would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Well, did, I that, know cause, that, uh, did that cause a was that a point of friction? Because I saw the other team, YR Unite, had their hashtag was Experience Matters, and I don't know how much of a role that campaign played in um, you know them getting more delegates, or if it was just a matter of not. Not everybody that we thought was going to go showed up. What? What? what no, I mean one of the things, and this is the difference that I try to speak to when I when I say that I lived in Illinois and I I I live here. Obviously, is that here in Georgia we just seem to roll our sleeves up a little bit more, and the experience that we talk about is the product of our work. It isn't the titles that we've held, and. What the difference I saw was in, in between the delegations that came out, the ones that supported Megan and, and the ones that supported the other side, right. was kind of that same mentality. Um, the new the new chairwoman of Kansas, uh, or new since January, I mean, she was telling me that she won because she completely caught her quote-unquote opponent, who was the incumbent state chairman, off guard. She didn't really... You know, tout that she had a big campaign or anything like that. She just went and won, and she's immediately gotten to work trying to trying to build that state organization up uh, up much stronger. Uh, the outgoing chairman in Texas, his name is Richard Morgan. I mean, yeah, I know Rich. Richard's been on Greg's list before. I know. His yeah, name. yeah. I mean, Richard. <laughs> Richard is a guy that just gets out and, and works. He ran for Congress a couple years ago and yep. Uh, yep. against a very entrenched. 
guy. And uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Richard, I think it's been on the show a few times. So, Richard, yeah. shout out to my friend there, and also to Abby Fry, who is live tweeting us. So, uh, oh, th- awesome. we, we are dominating Twitter right now between uh, Keith hashtag Hanks. That's his new nickname. <laughs> you uh, you know nobody else is getting in a word on Twitter if Keith and Abby are out there. Uh, yeah. Seriously, you know, the, the, it up. Yeah, hashtag, and I say, hashtag Hanks. We the one thing. The one thing that I think Keith demonstrated for everybody in Chicago was exactly how to dominate a hashtag and do social media, uh, because it went from just kind of a, a real kind of lazy Twitter feed on the uh, official hashtag of the convention to all of a sudden it was Georgia, and then a little bit of everybody else sprinkled in. So just. And, yeah, Keith, we come on in here. You you were integral. Yeah, part so of this. just to just to add to that, one of the things we we were talking about the app before that the event had, uh, there was a there was a button on there to show what was going on in social. And as soon as we figured out what that hashtag was going to be, um, we just you know sounded the alarm throughout the state. Let everyone know. Um, it was great to see so many people in Georgia getting behind um, you know the the platform, um, getting out there on Twitter. Um, huge thank you uh, to to Abby Fry out of um, out of Buckhead, and she's up there interning in Washington D.C. right now. She was able to you know to talk to some of the folks in Senator Isaacson's office, and he sent out a great message, photo of him and Megan um, Friday night, and that you know a lot of folks were very excited about that. It you know it showed a lot of ways to to get that positive energy up, um, and it's something I hope we can continue. Uh, with lots of other events. Yeah, and if you're listening today, folks, you can hit us up. It looks like we got a, a lot of people <laughs> listening in. Hit us up on Twitter at Greg's List Live. Uh, Harris and Lance just asked for his shout out, so here you go, sir. Ask and you shall receive. But uh, so, Rob, it was um, you know I uh, again I was just surprised. I thought that uh, y'all's communication. I guess I wasn't on any of the other teams. Um, email list. I don't know how aggressive they were, but y'all seem to just have a, a, a steady um, news cycle going of all these folks that were endorsing Megan or who was joining the Wire Nation team and it just, it, I was adding numbers up in my head, but it seems like if some of these states like a Michigan or some of these ones where Megan had pretty good support, if they didn't actually send anybody, again, it's not how many endorsements to get, it's who votes. Is that, is that yeah. fair? I mean, it, it, it. Here's again the thing to keep in mind at all. You want to take trip. a break? We can go back and, and we can replay in our head. Okay. The thing I try to remind everybody and the young Republicans is that at the end of the day, we are just young Republicans. There is a shelf life on this for every one of us. Um, what Megan did was not only bring people from around the country of the young Republican age. Look at what she did here in Georgia. When you have the governor hosting two fundraisers, when you have. Senator Isaacson and Senator Purdue headlining a fundraiser for you. When you have dozens of county parties around the state, when you have the state chairman, when you have the executive director and the political director and another staffer uh, come all the way to the convention. I mean, there isn't a shelf life on that. Regardless if she won or lost, Megan did something, that entire team did something that should be an example of what we need to do as a party. And I think we we have that example here in Georgia, but the greatest thing is, is that we all understand it, too. And I think the GAGOP understands it. We understand it. The, the CRs and the TRs understand it. I mean, we are a team. We care about one another on a personal level, and we want to see each other succeed in this organization. And that's 
that's the way this party is going to move forward. And regardless if she got elected this weekend or not, that lesson has been heard by people that want to hear it. And that's going to have far more impact than anything else. Any elections won or lost. That you can actually gain um, a lot uh, more among clout. Everybody in the Georgia Republican Party. You can actually gain a lot more clout by running a good campaign and losing than running a shady campaign and winning. I um, I was I was not victorious in my run a couple of years ago, but uh, the folks that I met, the contacts I met around the state, have been uh, just a, a great source of inspiration for me. And uh, and I like to look at being a little bit of a bridge between the young Republicans and some of the older ones. Rob, if you can hold on with us on the other line, we're going to take our final break here and I'll get uh, get Keith back into the conversation here and we'll talk about uh, some of the things that we learned from it and uh, how we can improve our, our uh, lot in life and uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes on Greg's List. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation which since 1979 has been watching out and when necessary taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. This is Michael Gano with the Middle East Research Center Limited, bringing you insight to Israel, the truth about the greatness of the Jewish state and its struggle for sovereignty and security, every Sunday at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism, only on America's Web Radio.com. We've got uh, Keith Hanks here with us in studio, chairman of the Buckhead Young Republicans, and uh, doing his best Steve Jobs impersonation with the, the black shirt on today. I like it. It's not quite the turtleneck, but uh, our friend is uh, just got back from Chicago. We also have Rob Lee, um, got his own uh, consulting and communication strategy business here. He ran the Why Our Nation campaign or uh, advised in it, I guess. Megan Hansen was our uh, nominee from Georgia, along with a slate of um, 
I guess, 10 to 15 other folks around. And um, I guess, uh, Keith and Rob, what uh, were you all able to meet all the Slate folks in person at the party? Keith, you go first. Like at the Wire Nation party on Friday, were you able to finally meet everybody that you had been reading about, I guess? Or? Yeah, the, the Wire Nation party on, on Friday evening, what an event. Um, it, was, it was right on the riverfront in Chicago, um, just a just a fantastic time to see so many people out and about. Um, I think the the biggest the biggest kind of insider joke controversy on that one was what to wear. Um, we had a we had anything from folks showing up in uh, t-shirts that were handed out all the way to uh, we had a couple folks in Georgia decked out uh, in bow ties and uh, dressed to the nines. Any, any jorts from Florida, maybe? No, no no jorts. Okay. Florida Federation didn't send any jort wares. Huh? Rob, uh, what did you think about it? Oh, <clears throat> what was funny is that I got to know this entire slate through email since I was doing uh, Megan's website. So right. all of these people that she was running with, I knew their faces because I had to, I had to get their pictures, uh, you know, adjusted for for the digital side of things. And I knew their bios because I had to ask them all these questions. You know, where are you from, and what do you do, and, and all that. So for me, it was just great to go up to all these people and say, hey, it's Rob, it's nice to meet you. And for them, for about four seconds to look at me and say, who the hell are you, man? <laughs> and then when I remind them, they say, oh, oh okay, well, great work, and nice to meet you. So uh, it was it was kind of kind of fun in that regard. So that's, and these were, again, they were all great people. I mean, yeah. they, were all, they were all workers in their personal lives first and, and members of the Slate Second. And I think they uh, they kind of understood, you know, they just understood the values that, that I think a lot of us hold, that you get out there and you kick some butt. Yeah. Well, what do you yeah. think? Uh, I mean, I think that this is just a, a hashtag epic fail. See, I beat you to the first hashtag today, Hanks. But uh, to <laughs> not have one out of the 49 announced Republican candidates, I'm just kidding, it's about 17 of them, to not show up. I know they did a straw poll, and uh, my boy Scott Walker won. Donald Trump finished fourth in it. Everybody asked that when I posted the results. Where did Trump finish? Why didn't he finish first? And I heard he was booed. What Was was he booed? at the, Was he an announcement booed? Or what, what, what was up with that? At that point, my pride was so dinged from uh, getting recredentialed eight times, I don't even... Uh, the, the straw poll's a little fuzzy. Uh, Rob, oh, Rob, maybe you can shed light. Why was Georgia publicly shamed and forced to walk out and uh, recredential? Well, it was... Uh, <laughs> I mean, like he said, the, the app was great, mm-hmm. but technology is only a... <clears throat> Your use of technology should assist a person in doing their job better. It should not replace people. And quite honestly, the uh, the communications for that convention were were well below par. Uh, when you ask a question, somebody would be snippy with you, and you had to go through the credentialing process three or four times. You went and you got your badge, mm-hmm. and then you went to the chairman of the credentials committee and got a sticker. And then apparently you had to go through another by another desk and check in again. Because stickers, stickers are so permanent. I mean, that's really it, it, and they it, can't it, they it, can't it, be transferred, and they certainly can't be transferred possibly to anybody. No, I mean it. It, uh, <laughs> it was just beyond ridiculous. So we had all of our people together. We were ready to go in. They sat us, and then they said, "Oh, wait, wait, we weren't done with this yet." <laughs> and then, and then, 
made us come out. Well, so. yeah, I mean, obviously we were uh, a state uh, united, so I can imagine everybody was just kind of moving in 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 mass, so to speak. Um, but uh, all right, well, that's interesting. Uh, so Trump was booed. That got a little bit of consternation. Were you even listening to the straw poll results? Uh, no. Okay. Strapple, I mean, the only, the only well, reason, was, the only reason I posted about him is because I'm a Scott Walker fan and he won. That's really the only reason well, I care. Well, here's something to keep in mind, too. There were 600-plus people there. Yeah. Only about 120 participated in the Strapple. Well, it sounds like they were too busy in line getting credentials. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if you got to pay to pay, I think it was something like 50 bucks to participate in the Strapple. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do fifty dollars to fifty dollars to vote in it, or for the clubs to send in that to vote, to vote in it. Oh, wow. I mean, whoever has that much money just to blow fifty dollars so they can put it. I mean, I want to hang out with them <laughs> at the ponies. Well, but, uh, no, all it a, all it told me is that that the the team that we have here in Georgia involved in the young Republicans, the network of clubs that we have that are growing and expanding. And the the vision for what we actually want to do, I'm happy to be a Jordan. Yeah, let me just put it that way. Now, are there going to be some sessions coming up? Uh, I, I will say Thursday night, Atlanta Young Republicans and Fulton GOP and uh, the Buckhead Young Republicans. We have decided to switch over, Keith. We made that, uh, which I think was a wise call, to uh, join everybody for the first Republican debate that's uh, really televised. I know there was something on C-SPAN last night. I didn't really tune into it, but uh, so this will be Thursday night, Hudson Grill in Sandy <coughs> Springs. And Rob, I think that would be something great for you know all of us to go to. And um, you know, Well, just... uh, to be honest with you, uh, I'm going down to join our newest YR chapter in Warner Robins, the Wartown Young Republicans. As uh, they're actually hosting a debate watching party as well. So you're going to go down and, to, uh, to, to Warner Vegas, huh? Houston County. To, to Houston County, and uh, I and to be honest with you, any any chapter uh, that has a name Wartown Young Republicans, uh, how could you not go to? It I mean, I'm hoping we can get one called Confederate Town next time. Wartown has one of the best logos I have Wartown, seen. There, isn't there Old South one too? The guys down in Milledgeville, but uh, yeah. So that, I think you've done a, a great job expanding underneath you and Megan's uh, work with GYR and Keith is the marketing guy there. So clearly a lot of great work, and I think George's story needs to be replicated and told because we have a you know obviously in in Georgia we have a big uh, schism I guess between Metro Atlanta and then everybody else, but. Dalton is not like Columbus, and, and Augusta is different than Macon. So it's clearly not like, okay, Atlanta than everybody else. You really have to target certain uh, messages and demographics to, to attract young people to come out to mm-hmm. some of these organizations. So, Keith, tell us a little bit. What do you think about you know how we can message to some of these smaller ones? And, Rob, chime in uh, as you may. Yeah, so I, I think um, one of the pitfalls that we fall mm-hmm. into is the Georgia mentality of the 50% plus one. And it always kind of ends up we, we kind of try to bulldoze and whip the vote. Um, one of the lessons I've seen coming out of the, the YRs uh, in, in recent years is this idea of unifying folks that, you know, probably if you were to poll and say who are you voting for, you know, right now for 2016 president, they're, they're going to be in disagreement. They're going to be in a wide swath of people. But they're able to come together for some common goals. And 
as a party, um, and especially going across generations, I think having that, that slate of those common goals is really something that can unite us. Um, you know, I would love for us to kind of bring back the 1994 contract with America and just update yeah. it, just update it for recent times. What, what about this idea? Why don't we just nominate somebody every time there's a YR convention and just say somebody from Georgia is going to run. That way we can go to this thing and have a good time, and hopefully that will increase our influence. Rob, would that work? I, <clears throat> no, not necessarily, I don't think. I mean, <laughs> what, uh, what, what I think we, again, in Georgia are, are, have really gotten good about. And it was it was good under Cameron, and of course it, I was only here for the last year of Cameron's term, but it was it was pretty pretty damn fantastic under Megan is that we we seem to, like he said, have a disagreement about certain specifics. But the one thing that uh, that the tail end of Gen Xers and the Oregon Trail generation, which I belong to and, and which is only a couple years the millennial generation is that we, we tend to focus on the relationships we have with people first because we don't trust institutions. We don't trust the Republican Party just because we have to. We want to know the people that we associate with care about us and that we can care about them in turn. If we continue to focus on that, which is which is the, the cultural ethic that I think uh, we, we certainly stressed on, on my campaign team during during our own local elections and yep. what Megan stressed in, in her campaign and what we will continue to, to stress in the Georgia Young Republicans. If we focus on that, I think we're going to get a long way. We're going to get a long way with ourselves. We're certainly going to get a lot farther with the senior party. And we're I think we're going to set a foundation that we can, we can use far into the future. Yeah. And that that seems to be increasingly understood by everybody. Well, and I think it's important that the focus with these activist groups, at the end of the day, our goal isn't to make policy, in my opinion. Um, that's been a debate that the, we've hashed out over the past few years, and um, it's just not our, our role. But anyway, we got to wrap up here. I really wanted to thank Rob Lee and Keith Hanks for joining us in the studio today. Also, special thanks to Abby Fry, who I guess is on the beach and was live-tweeting this whole show. So we literally owned Twitter today. And uh, Rob, anyway, you ran a great campaign. Proud of you, and I uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Keith, uh, I will see you even sooner, because apparently Rob's going to Wartown. And uh, David, thank you for running the uh, the production on the show again. We'll be back next week on Greg's List. You can find me at gregslistlive.blog.com or on Facebook at the clever name of Greg's List. And don't send me any orders for electronics. I get a lot of that. I'm not Craigslist. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.